Thank you for tuning in to the Reclamation Church podcast. My name is John Bernal. I serve as the youth director here at Reclamation Church, and I'm so excited that you've decided to join us today. Today for our discussions episode, I'm going to be joined by our ministry coordinator here at Reclamation Church, Katie Rose Boudet. We're going to be talking about finding joy in our storm, what it looks like to find purpose in our prison, just like Paul did in Philippians. If this is your first time hearing about Reclamation Church, please visit our website at re.church. Without further ado, let's get into our discussion. Well, hello, Katie Rose. Thank you for being our guest today. Hi, John. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) This is, from what I hear, this is a completely new experience for you. It absolutely is. This is my very first time podcasting. I'm not sure if that's a verb, but I just made it. And it could be my very last time podcasting. Uh, Who knows? I don't think you're going to do that bad. Um, Uh, Thanks. (laughs) So, Katie Rose, for our listeners that, you know, don't know very much about you, Mm -hmm. never come to Reclamation. Yeah. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about your story or yourself or your testimony? Absolutely. Okay. So from the beginning, um, I was born and raised in Eugene, Missouri. Shout out to all of the Eugenians out there listening. Um, before we go on any further, I actually have prepared a little something, um, (laughs) since this might be my first and last podcast. Uh, I just want to do a shout out to, um, Justin Timberlake, if you're listening out there, uh, you're the only name written on my piece of paper. But, um, you know, back in my younger days, it could have happened, man. But um, all the best to you and Jessica. And you just, you missed your shot. So I'm happily married and I wish you all the best. So anyways, that was the one thing I really just wanted to get out there for this podcast. Uh, So anyways, back to me. Um, Yeah, I'm from Missouri. I moved to Texas when I was 22, fresh out of University of Central Missouri, which is in a little town called Warrensburg. And fun fact, our other staff member, Nancy Davis, and I are actually, um, we went to the same college. So that is so crazy. Go Mules! Mules. Go Mules! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um... I am married to Nick Bodette. He's the best. Uh, We are coming up on four years this July. Um, And then a little bit of background on, you know, my faith. Uh, I grew up Lutheran, went to a Lutheran church, and um, we basically started going to church because you got a discount um, (laughs) if I was going to the same school. And so if you signed up to be um, a member of the church, you got a little discount for going to school. Um, And so that was great. My family, we love a discount. So we did that. Um, And I kind of, um, I loved the idea of God. I didn't really have a personal relationship with him until after college when I kind of, um, I had gone a different path and kind of chose partying over praying, if you will. And then uh, I just, uh, I kind of ended up in this spot where I didn't have anything else but God. And so just leaned into that and he's been carrying me ever since, which is kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, if you're still listening. Love it. That's awesome. So how how are you holding up in this um, shelter in place world that we're living in right now? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, every day it feels like we're waking up in a 
in a an episode of the Twilight Zone to me a little bit. Um, but I kind of more so look at it. Uh, I'm a very optimistic person. And so um, you can ask my husband this. He says that um, I wake up with the sun shines a little bit brighter on my side of the bed. Um, and so for me, um, I just try to look at the positive in this, you know, the, the glass is half full. And this right now is an answered prayer for me specifically. You know, I, I've prayed a lot for just more time with my husband. For those of you who don't know, Nick is a is a band director, high school band director. And so it takes a lot of time. And I'm also busy with ministry and just doing odds and ends things. And, and so um, this has been a really kind of cool time for us. Um, but also <laughs> it's been an interesting time because I've learned a lot about myself. For those of you who know what the Enneagram is, I am a seven through and through. And so sevens just thrive uh, uh, when they're around people and they want to not the fear of missing out. They have that. And so right now, since we're not able to be around people, it's really hard. Uh, but my husband, he's a three, which is the achiever. And so the best ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're a three, right? Mm -hmm. Mm, Exactly. So you'll understand this last night we were talking about our goals. And so Um, oh my gosh, Nick just had this list of like, I swear, like 3000 goals that he have has. And then, um, he said, you know, what are some of your goals? And I like, I was overwhelmed just by hearing all of his goals. And so like for a seven, I'm like, uh, I worked out today. That was a goal that I have that I got to cross off my list. Um, but he kind of pushes me to have goals and it was fun just talking about that during, during this time, you know, what, what in two years are we going to look back at and say, you know, God gave us this time that is unlike any other, right? We're being forced to be at home or not be around people. So what are we going to do with it? And that's kind of the question I've been asking myself is, you know, what do I want to look back and, and say I accomplished or I was able to do during this shelter in place time? Mm. Yeah, that's, I, I love that. Uh, for those of you that don't know what the, um, Enneagram really is. It's um, it's a set of nine uh, characteristics that uh, basically somebody can be any shade of, honestly. Um, well, the way I like to explain it is it's a lot like paint. Um, they're like, think of like nine like primary colors mm-hmm. of paint. There's yeah. only three, but think of like nine colors. And then just think about how you can shift those colors into different kind of shades. And so where like, um, where like sevens could be uh, red, mm-hmm. um, you can be a seven with a five wing, which means um, you can be, uh, well, no, you really can't be. You could be like a seven with a six, six wing. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. think of that as like a pink shade. So it's still red, but not really. It's mm-hmm. just a different shade of red. Um, and so what the Enneagram kind of looks at is it looks at um, not only um, what you value, um, but more importantly, it looks at what your motives are um, as not only a, a human being, but as a believer um, it, it really helps out small groups. It's something uh, just kind of I've been studying for a while. Uh, it's not like Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs looks at something completely different. Um, and motives really helps with um, understanding someone in your small group as well. It's a really good tool a lot of small groups and some churches have been using. Um, but yeah, there's different numbers. There's nine. The one is the perfectionist. The two is the helper. Three is the achiever. Um, four is the individualist, um, five is the investigator, six is the loyalist, seven 
is the enthusiast or the partier. Eight <laughs> is the challenger. And nine is the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these nine different um, numbers are just different types of, of people with different motives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not categorizing you as a person. It's merely a tool for others to help understand you. So I, so me knowing Katie Rose is a seven, I know that she values um, being spontaneous and she values having fun and she yes. values everybody else having fun. Um, but the interesting thing also about the Enneagram, and I don't want to expose you here, it also, <laughs> <laughs> it also exposes some things that you struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps your small group um, members understand where you're coming from so they can ask um, the right questions. Um, and so, like, for threes, for me, um, we are great at setting goals and trying to achieve those goals. We're really good at um, making people think that we're super successful, but mm-hmm. the th- real thing we struggle with is being deceiving and uh, and um, lying. And that's, that's just, like, a core thing for us for sevens. It's um, not really facing what you're feeling mm-hmm. and just pushing it to the side. And each number has their own specific thing, but... The fun part about the Enneagram is it helps your small group a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I love that. Thank I, you for exposing me. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a really good tool. I um, encourage you to check it out. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a link to where um, you can look at the Enneagram Institute. Um, it's an online website that shows you the different characteristics. It tells you... Um, like pretty much a basic thing of what you need to know and it also has a link for a test so you can look at it but I highly encourage small groups to use it it's, it's really fun um, that's gonna that's gonna be in our description um, down in the episode link but real quick before we get into Tom's sermon I do kind of want Katie Rose to give you some really good tips about the Enneagram test do you want to share that with us real quick yes absolutely um one thing I've heard over and over again um is that with the Enneagram test you can look online like just search google for free Enneagram test and there are thousands of free resources out there so make sure you don't just take one and then done I would say use your time right now that you have to take multiple ones and that really help and don't just get caught up on that either Um, just like John said this is a tool to help you learn more about yourself and then about others like for as a spouse I'm kind of learning more about Nick through this too which is kind of cool yeah it's a really really fun resource I highly recommend using it um but um Getting into Tom's sermon, uh, he talked about um, Paul in Philippians being in a prison. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's really, really interesting at at the fact that Tom pointed towards the fact that uh, Paul was in a prison, Mm -hmm. but he was still using the prison as a ministry opportunity. Yeah. Um, What's interesting that I find about Tom's sermon is he he titled it... um, titled it uh, finding joy finding joy in the storm, in the storm. Mm-hmm. um but he um he didn't really talk about a storm a whole lot mm-hmm. which i think was almost genius because mm-hmm. the prison in which paul is stuck in is a storm that he didn't cause and yeah. i think that relates to a lot of us today right now we're in the storm that um we didn't cause it's mm-hmm. something that just came out of nowhere now we have to stay at home. Some of us are getting furloughed. Um, just a bunch of things are kind of lining up and happening. 
this isn't um i was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about the difference between um this what's going on right now in america and also like what happened in 2008 with our um, the housing market crash Mm -hmm. well the housing market crash was something we caused um we made some bad choices um economically and and it fell short and it fell back on us and we suffered but um this is a different type of not only economical um recession but it's also a pandemic at the same time so we didn't choose the storm we didn't choose to be in this prison um but we find ourselves in this prison Mm -hmm. um so i guess what would you consider corona a, a form of a prison katie rose Um, So I've been thinking a lot about that. And just from what Tom was talking about on Sunday with that message. um, And I do. I I think that Corona itself, this virus, is from the enemy. I I 1,000% agree with that. Um, And looking at it from Paul's perspective, I just... I have this vision of Paul, you know, he's in prison and Tom was saying that every six hours a guard was chained up next to him and then they had to switch out. And just, I think about those times where like, if that were me, would I choose those six hours being beside someone who's obviously not on my team, right? They are not (laughs) for Paul or for the gospel. Um, But he's choosing to talk about Jesus. Not like, oh man, did you catch those Roman games the other day? What a crazy pass, like trying to find common ground. Um, No, he totally used that time to advance the gospel. And I think that is, is such a key to right now what we're we're dealing with because um, it is so important to note that this is some something in common that we all have right now is that nobody wants this. Nobody wants the coronavirus to be um, attacking our country, our world, or um, hurting our economy or furloughing people and just all of these other things. That's our common denominator. Um, so that's how we know like that is not from God. But God is always in the habit of making bad things good. And I think that is something we really need to um, cling to in this time. And that's really what Paul was clinging to in that moment. He, he was given a choice. You know, I could sit here, I could gripe and complain for the next two years, although he didn't know how long it was going to be that he was in prison. Um, but no, he chose to use that time to advance the gospel. And I think that is something we can really ask ourselves. You know, we're in prison, quote unquote, but prison looks a lot different today um, for us. Like I'm sitting here in a home, not a prison cell. And so I think we have the upper hand with that. So there are different ways that we can choose to advance the gospel and really um, look at this as, yes, it is a time in prison, but we still have freedom in knowing that we can go out and and do different things. Hmm. Yeah, I really, I really like that description. Um, I really like that answer too. It, I, I think it's so beautiful that we have um, just a lot of parallels of what we're going through um, and what Paul was going through in Philippians. Mm-hmm. Um, it's encouraging. Yeah. You know, I, in a lot of ways, we're in the same shoes as Paul, um, where. We don't know how long we're going to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have an idea, right. but we won't really know. And um, it's almost like a call to arms, essentially, what Paul's doing in Philippians. He's like, well, am I just going to sit here and right. not do anything about it? Or am I going to use the the platform 
yeah. the platform um, and and use it for God's purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's so that's so good. But I also think of what Paul might have been feeling in that mm-hmm. moment. I know it's not like you, in some stories in the Bible you read about what they're feeling. You know, um, you can like, I mean, you could just pick it up. Yeah, you know, it, we can pick up that Peter may have may or not have been anxious stepping out of the boat but you know it's just something that we can think about Uh, i've been thinking a lot about what paul was feeling in that moment Mm. you know he's Mm -hmm. he's been preaching he's been going around he had this incredible moment where god turns him blind for three days um falls off his horse uh he's just doing all these cool things in the new testament he's and he's writing to his buddy Timothy, he's just writing all these churches that he's either either been to or traveled to. Some he's traveled multiple times because of just the area and, mm-hmm. and circumstance. Um, but I always think of like how hard it might have been to you know still believe God is in control even when you find yourself in a storm. I know yeah. for me, it's it's um, this has been like a little bit tough for me, honestly. This this storm that I find myself in just because I know I can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. I know I can't really like c- treat it or cure it, you yeah. know? Yeah. I can't I can't solve it. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing for me is being a problem solver and I know that this what's happening now is something I can't solve. Um I can only just kind of accept it and and, and move on and, and and push through um but I uh, I just want to ask you real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Has it been hard in, in, at one point in your life, knowing that God's in control, um, but still finding yourself in a storm? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest storm in my life, and this is, you know, dating back 15 years. But um, so for those of you who don't know, I'm 30. Woohoo! So celebrated my 30th birthday this year. And um, yeah, 15 years ago, Uh, The biggest storm that I didn't really know at the time, but um, my mom passed away unexpectedly. And I think kind of what you're saying right now, John, in this storm, because we can all consider this time as a storm in our life. It just affects us in different ways. Um, I didn't have God in my life then. And I think now looking back at how I handled that storm um, and not having God to lean on and to trust and to know his word and have that foundation of faith, um, that is what I can can really look forward to right now in this unknown time and all of these fears because now it's like, well, I know what it feels like whenever I don't have God and there's a storm, but I do have God and look at all the ways that he's provided for me throughout my time, throughout my life, even when I didn't know him, he was still providing for me. And um, it's been cool um, to see just how that storm in my life, losing my mom, I've been able to kind of share my testimony with others. And it's so crazy how God will put a person in your life that you can share and they're like, me too. And it's just like one of those, oh my gosh, moments. Like it has to be God, right? Mm. In that moment. Um, And so... There's really no, I'm a, I'm a fixer too. Like I want to help. I want to do stuff right now. It's been really hard to stay in my house and not just want to get up and go help and like take up a nursing degree and learn all the ins and outs. Like I want to be out. I want to be around people and help. Um, but I think God is really showing me that 
it's okay to to not do something Mm. in in a way that that how I think it is. So Mm. my do somethings have been doing like fun sidewalk chalk outside and writing like Bible verses as people walk by. Or it is um, like I'm I'm getting ready to make some little Easter treats for our neighbors and hand those out. Um, so it's just like I'm doing something, but in a way that, I don't know, it doesn't feel as big as I want it to be. But I know mm-hmm. that's what God's calling to me to right now. I don't know yeah. if that makes no, sense. No, that's a very good point. I, I think uh, a lot of the times we think of prisons as a physical thing, a physical realm that we're stuck in. Mm-hmm. And that's something that uh, Tom talked about in a sermon today was like his prison was uh, it was there was a, a point in time where that prison was physical. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it became more of an emotional prison that kind of kept us in, kept yeah. him in. Um, and I, I completely agree with you. I think courage in God's kingdom right now. Um, like we said, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, it looks completely different yeah. than what we think it is. You know, absolutely. God's not calling all of us to be nurses, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but He does call us to help shepherd people and help give encouragement and give life. I have had this weird thing going on all this whole like shelter and home thing. Mm-hmm. If I don't, if I don't listen to like worship music, or if I don't like open my bible or even open like a bible commentary or even listen to a sermon or something i'll get like a really big headache and a lot of that has to do with the fact that i think we are surrounded uh just by negativity just constantly yeah we are surrounded with people telling us like okay like um this is going to be the worst week Mm, that we ever have Mm -hmm. i've heard that a thousand times (laughs) every and it's the worst part is, is it's throughout every single podcast I listen to. Yeah. Like I'll listen to a like movie comic book news one mm-hmm. and they'll just start it off with that. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't get away from this. There oh we go. Um, and you, you just kind of sit there mm-hmm. in that prison. You're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But I love the fact that you, you look at the situation and you say, okay, here's what I can't do. Here's what I can do. Mm-hmm. And this is what God is calling me to do, so I'm going to walk that out. I think for a lot of uh, you guys that are listening right now, I think that um, Tom's sermon was a huge call to arms for that. Mm -hmm. You probably can't do much right now. You're listening to this podcast, you're sitting at home, or you're hiding from your family that you (laughs) may or may not be sick of at this point with (laughs) headphones on, hugging a pillow. Mm. Trying, <laughs> trying to come back to earth and you are thinking to yourself man I can't do anything mm-hmm. right now but I think the encouraging the encouraging um, word that I think Katie and Ro- Katie Rose and I found is that you can mm-hmm. it just doesn't look like what you think it is it's uh, it's gonna seem small but in God's kingdom it's it's huge yeah. you know yes David was just a little shepherd boy who um, was treated less than a son before he was anointed mm-hmm. um, but that was somebody that God used um, I think a lot of times we forget that Jesus is also a lamb too yeah. yes he's not just a lion mm-hmm. I love that Leland song by the way it's like my favorite <laughs> thing but it, it's so, so accurate you know yeah. um, 
It's God is in the smallest. He's in. I mean, he's in the biggest things, mm-hmm. but he's also in the smallest things too. Absolutely. And those smallest things are the things that make a huge difference. I I love that. Yeah. I love that so yeah. much. And just going off of that, um, another thing that just popped into my mind is um, Tom was talking about. You don't ask why. Now, it's okay to ask why in the moment. Like, why, God, why are you doing this? Like, why now? Why this coronavirus? Because he did allow it. He might not, he allowed it. So mm. um, we can't ask why. I think that's a healthy thing for Christians to do. Um, but we can't get hung up on it. That can't be our focus is the mm. why. We have to move from the why to the what. And the what is where we can really thrive as Christians. Like, what am I being called to do right now? Is it um, to use my time to pray more? You know, uh, we all have used that excuse. Like, I just don't have time now to read my Bible or to talk to so-and-so or do whatever. I have talked to, like, more people in the last three weeks than I feel like I have the whole year of 2020. And I love that. It's been so cool to reconnect just over the phone with people. Um, And that is such a cool blessing through this. I wouldn't have had that. I know that. Um, But really just asking ourselves, like, what can we really be doing during this time? And um, like you've been mentioning podcasts, there are so many great ones out there. I was listening to one this week that was talking about, um, how can you not like go crazy during this time with your family? A lot of people are working from home now, like trying to handle that and figure all of that out. And he was talking about how um, the podcast guy was talking about how uh, his kids are now moving back in with him. And there are some days where he just has to like go in the other room and be by himself. But he looked up a scripture in Luke 7, and it was talking about um, a parable. And the main point is for those who are forgiven much, they love much. And so we have to have the mindset of we are the biggest sinners in our house. So if you find yourself um, in that annoyed category with the people that you're living with right now, um, I like my challenge to you guys and my challenge to myself in those days, because it will happen when you get annoyed is to think of that mindset. Like I am the biggest sinner here, not anyone else. Think of how much grace has been given to me and my goodness, I can give just a tiny bit of that grace back right now, you know? Um, so I just love that. And I think, um, yeah, we could just use this time as a gift for people, um, You know, those who are not Christians right now are looking to the people that call themselves Christ followers on how they're reacting. And I think that's a really important thing to remember, too, that in, you know, five years when things get back to quote unquote normal, um, we as Christians are going to be judged on this, you know, if by other people. And I think people will remember how we react. So that's Mm. really important to remember. That is. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Katie Rose. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, of course. It was fun. For more information on Reclamation Church, please visit our website at re.church. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at re.churchplano. We're going to be live streaming our Easter Sunday service this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. on our website, re.church, or on Facebook, re.churchplano. Thank you. You have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you again on Monday.